This is the Chippewa Valley Sports Watch presented by Toys and Ford. Hello everyone, I'm Scott Montesano. So excited to have you join us on a program that highlights the local sports in and around our wonderful region. Coming up this week, well, our area has not one but two soccer franchises. One of them is Bateau FC, and we talked to the general manager of Bateau FC, Josh Ramp. So let's not waste any time, and let's round the bases locally. That's right, we're going to talk a little soccer coming up on the program. Josh Ramp, the general manager of Bateau FC, will touch base with him coming up in just a little while. Uh, great conversation with him, soccer, and I know we've heard this, since the 70s it's a growing sport and what have you but soccer very much has arrived all right it's got room to grow and what have you but it has a very passionate following it has a sizable following of course there's been a number of people who have played soccer playing soccer doesn't automatically equate to being a soccer fan much like the fact football does not have a tremendous uh, participation in numbers across the country, but obviously it is very popular. Uh, that being said, uh, our area has not one but two of these amateur soccer franchises, for lack of a better term, you'd call them minor league soccer franchises, and the one that's been around just a little bit more than the other, because the other is an offshoot of Bateau FC is Bateau FC. They've been around, I think this is their fifth year uh, of their current incarnation, maybe their fourth year. Uh, but we'll talk to Josh Ramp. Great conversation with him, and we'll touch base more on that in just a moment. Lots going on, though, of course, with the local sporting scene. Uh, we talked about it uh, a couple of episodes ago, but uh, UW Eau Claire will be in search of a new athletics director with Dan Schumacher retiring at the end of this spring semester. That announcement coming in mid-March and uh, the university has officially posted the position. So get those resumes out, dust them off if you will, add on to them, glow them up if you want and, and take a shot at the athletic director position if you want. Uh, the university working with a consultant group and going through the official job posting looks like they are IDing a mid-June selection if possible. So the j position officially posted. Uh, they're going through all of the steps now and hoping uh, by mid-June to have uh, the new athletic director uh, at least named and, and probably hoping to have them in place and on the ground in early July. We'll keep, uh, keep tabs on that and see uh, who will uh, take over for Dan Schumacher, who had been in the position for the last uh, 10 years. And we talked about it a few weeks ago. Uh, it could be somebody from the outside. It could be somebody that's already with the athletic Department. Well, we'll have to wait and see, and we'll have to see who the applicants uh, applicants uh, end up being uh, over time. Whoever takes over the position is going to be uh, is going to definitely have wind at their back with uh, the progress at Simpson Field and the Son and Tag Center, and a lot of excitement with any number of the programs on that campus. 
Another thing locally we talked about last week on Talk of the Town is the July 4th fireworks show decision with the city of Eau Claire that obviously has a tremendously important local sports angle with the Eau Claire Express. And, and again, I recommend you go back and you listen to our April 11th talk of the town. We go much more in depth there with the city of Eau Claire openly considering moving the July 4th celebration from Carson Park to the high bridge, shooting it off from the high bridge uh, for decades Carson Park has been the home of the fireworks show. Of course, 2020 and 2021, trying to decrease having large gatherings, they shot them off from that cemetery. Uh, but that is not the uh, that's not the goal now. The goal now is trying to save save money and thinking of ways to save money. And really recommend you go back and you listen to our April 11th talk of the town as uh, we go much more in-depth on all of that. Of course, the July 4th fireworks show has been very closely tied into the Eau Claire Express since their very first season in 2005. And, and the way I addressed it back on April 11th is basically any movement in 2023. And it is on the table to move it this year would be asinine. It would be asinine and bad business faith from the city of Eau Claire. If they move the fireworks this year, it would be asinine and it would be bad business faith. The Eau Claire Express, it's their biggest night of the year. Craig Toyson, the team owner, has been very open about that. Uh, the, the, I think anybody that's ever been to the 4th of July celebration at Carson Park can see it is a, it's a big part of the, the yearly nut for the Eau Claire Express organization. And and some of you may remember back in the olden days when there was no limit on ticket sales. People would line up, they'd get there. It used to, used to have people lining up two hours before the gates would open to try to get on the fan deck. And I was broadcasting the games back then in, you know, in 06, 07, 08, 09, 20, 10, and you'd see the people line up to get in. And it was a gumball rally. Uh, to try to be one of the first uh, 500 people to get on that deck. And I'm sure we went a few people over, too, uh, as people tried to get on the fan deck on the 4th of July. It is a huge part of the finances for the team, July 4th. Well, the Express have already budgeted that night this year, and they've already sold tickets for July 4th to groups, to these various uh, pack holders that they have people, even though individual tickets have not been put on sale, people have been able to buy July 4th tickets, and with good reason. This has been a yearly staple for decades at Carson Park, predating the Eau Claire Express. Now, if the city were to move them in 2023, the city could easily say it's not their responsibility. The Eau Claire Express are just hanging, they're just hanger-ons. They're like a fish that's floating next to the shark, all right? The, 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 the city doesn't put on the fireworks for the Eau Claire Express. They could say it's not their responsibility. But in my opinion, it very much is. How, how, do, you look, how do you look not only to the business that you're giving the proverbial middle finger to, 
How do you look at the business? And how do you look at the people that already bought the tickets? Now, things could be moved. The Express can move their game time even to coincide and, and what have you. But it's not good business faith if you move it this year. And if the city did move them this year, my first call if I was Craig Toyson, if the city all of a sudden decided we're moving it in 2023, it wouldn't be to, to, to counselors. It wouldn't be to pound my fist on the table to the local media. You know who, what I would do? If the city moved it out this year, my first call would be to Mike and Brendan at uh, City Hall in Altoona, to Brian at Valley Sports Academy, and start saying, you boys got land? Let's talk. The, the tires have been kicked before by previous Express management on other sites. You, know, you you do something like that this year. That's almost irreconcilable differences if you move it in 2023. It is, it, it, it is such bad business faith if you move them this year. Now, that being said, after this year, if, if you're the city of Eau Claire and you want to consider moving the fireworks on July 4th, I don't believe shooting them off from the high bridge would be better. And in the last few days since that April 11th talk of the town, I, I haven't found anybody that thinks it's a it's a necessarily good idea. Even if it is better, is it, as I like to say, is the juice worth the squeeze? Is it that much better to shoot them off from somewhere else? But after this year, if you want to consider moving them, and again, I haven't heard there being a clamoring for a move, but if that is what more residents want than who I'm talking to, then 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 fine. Then then you move it, but the Express then have time to have mapped it out. Maybe they're no longer home on July 4th and what have you. I still think it's not a great idea. But moving them after this year, all right, you can have that discussion. But if you move them this year, if you move them this year, whoa, ho, ho, definitely not good. Uh, start umpiring this week. Looking forward to that. Or at least that is the uh, the hope to, to umpire this week. I know I had a game planned for Thursday. That's already been uh, banged. Uh, I believe my event uh, on Tuesday's already been banged. So if somebody <laughs> if somebody's looking for uh, for umpiring uh, this week, uh, looks like I'm going to be available. Did not want to umpire last week because I was I was busy. And uh, I also wanted to get a, a few days in where I was watching people umpire. Sort of like uh, going out and scoping it out, doing a dry run, if you will. And uh, I was happy I did it because I went to go watch an Altoona-Rice Lake varsity game last week. And I don't know who the two guys were, but uh, they took it very seriously, those two umpires, and good for them. And then I went to a JV game a couple of days later, a Memorial River Falls JV game, and the two umpires show up, and they, they look professional and all that, but the two umps look at both coaches and say, you guys are good on all your subs, right? Just tell each other what you guys are doing. Let's just play some ball. And I'm like, all right, that's because I'll be just doing JV this year. So it was a little bit more laissez-faire, which I which I enjoyed. <laughs> I, I don't want I don't want all that pressure early on. Uh, I've already decided I am going to go by an alias, though. Alton Sanford, 
Uh, when when Scotty's umpiring, it's going to be Alton Sanford. So if Alton Sanford comes to your game, uh, very much expect a a tremendously large strike zone. The Oakware Figure Skating Show went on this weekend. Uh, my daughter Alexia participated in that. Uh, good time had by by all at the figure skating show. Uh, it's it's not a competition or anything like that, but still very athletic and, and what those uh, young ladies are able to do. And there's a couple of, of gentlemen in there as well. Uh, but what the mo- the mostly young ladies are able to do, very amazing. You, you, you tend to forget that they're on just a thin blade of steel uh, with all the jumps and the turns and, and all of that. Uh, you know, they set up the, the lights and the music there at the figure skating show. Uh, I don't believe they held it last year in Eau Claire. I know a couple of years ago it was up in Chippewa Falls, and I think last year it was up in Chippewa Falls as well, but at back at Hobbs this year, and the thing about that figure skating show is uh, it's sort of like going into, you know, we're parents, and it's a lot of parents that are there and friends uh, of the young ladies go. My daughter had some friends that came and her teacher came and daycare person came. Uh, you get grandparents that show up and, and all that. But it's sort of like going to an, a theme park or Walt Disney World because they've already charged you for your tickets. And it's $10 a ticket. They already charge you for your ticket. And as soon as you walk in, they're already trying to get their hands back into your wallet and back into your purse. There's raffles you got to sign up for and then the the city obviously has its concession stand at Hobbs, but more interestingly, there's another corner where they serve pie at this thing. They have pies that have come from, I believe, that, that Main Street uh, bakery, that Main Street cafe in Bloomer. They have pies, and, and you can't fight it. You got to get the pie. What they should do is they should get a they should be able to serve alcohol at this thing. That would be if they wanted to make money. If they truly wanted to make money, get a liquor license, just like they do for uh, blue goal games. Uh, do that. Well, I mentioned again, we're talking uh, some soccer on this episode of uh, Sports Watch, and uh, had a chance to catch up late last week with Bateau FC general manager Josh Ramp. Fun conversation with uh, with him. And if, if you're not a big soccer fan out there, all right, still don't poo-poo this interview. Listen, this is somebody trying to build, part of a group trying to build an entertainment sporting option in the area. I think that's one of the key things here. This is, an en- this is something that is trying to build as an entertainment sporting option. In the Chippewa Valley, much like Blue Gold Games are, and the Express are, and the Steel are, this team has been in operation, as I said, a few years, I think four or five years, COVID-2020 throws everything out of whack. It's comprised of, of predominantly local players. And he'll tell you the whole story of how they got started and, you know, and what have you. But it's comprised mostly of locals, but it's beginning to expand a bit, bringing some more outside talent. Uh, they've they've joined a league called the United Premier League, which is still an amateur league, still very much on the, the bottom rung of, of soccer. One thing this area has not had has been a lot of 
of of these soccer efforts. And I've always it's always kind of scratched my head, especially when you had the the the, the heyday of the hipster in Eau Claire from say oh nine to. 2016 uh, th- th- this was very much a hipster haven Eau Claire and 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 soccer as minor league soccer began to blossom about 10 years ago I was very surprised nobody really jumped in in this area you'd had some low-key failed efforts in the past this this RSFC team played maybe 15 or so years ago in the area and then you know, there was a guy that owned a, a, a soccer sporting goods store in town, a sports store that was just soccer, and he moved that down to lacrosse, and he moved his team, too. Not many people remember them <laughs> as well. But you really hadn't had a lot of people trying to build a soccer organization. I, I, I would always kind of wonder, there's nobody with any money that wanted to put in for a soccer franchise. Oakware United the big youth soccer travel organization actually, I always said, had the foundation in place to be able to, because of the pipeline they have, that they could have built up a team made up of college players and and what have you. But they haven't done that. Uh, We talked about in a previous show here on Sports Watch how the North Woods League kicked the tires. Uh, The league with the Express that league kicked the tires a bit on having teams start up soccer franchises. That ended up going uh, going nowhere. Uh, so you have a soccer franchise now in the area. The thing that is interesting, though, and I liked, I liked J- Josh kind of giggled a little bit when I brought it up. And, and those of you who are big local sports people, you too kind of giggle at it as well. Uh, similar to the heyday of adult amateur football in this area, which was, what, 15 years ago? You had a, you've had you had a split in the soccer faction in this area because you have Bateau FC, and bleeding off from them is this Union FC. So some of the people that started with Bateau broke off, started their own team. It doesn't sound like it's quite as acrimonious, though, as the big Crush Predators split that happened 15 years ago, but a, a big thumbs up to Josh because I, I referenced that in this interview, and he knows what I'm talking about. If you if you can can uh, understand the the days of the crush of the Predators crush rivalry, and I never went to their games, but if you <laughs> if you understand the Predator crush rivalry, you are a local sports fan in this area. But again, Bateau has had these humble beginnings. Start just a group of guys that wanted to play, and then it's expanded and expanded and expanded. And you hope, by the way, in due time, the, 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 this group has effort. They've got passion. They've got big dreams. The one thing they don't have a lot of is, is capital. There's nobody with deep pockets that's a part of this, and it would be great if a money person could get behind them. It's almost a totally turnkey sports franchise when you think about it. It's almost a totally turnkey franchise that you could help to build up. I think, uh, what's the, uh, you think ahead, They uh, you really think ahead. I really think a, a soccer franchise in this area could do 1,000, 1,500 people a game. You market it well, you market it to 20 to 30-year-olds 
like some of these minor league soccer franchises have done very well. You're 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 not going for the same market as say the Oakhurst Express. I think you can get two thousand. 2,500 people. It's a different thing you're going after. Venue would be an issue. Uh, could you ever put some money into the Eau, Claire, uh, the Eau Claire Soccer Park and put a little, not, not you know, basically a small stadium in there? I think you could. There, I, I've always looked at that and gone, here's where you can put bleachers. But uh, we're, we're talking too much. You're hearing me talk too much. You want to hear Josh Ramp, the general manager of uh, Bateau FC, and you will hear that conversation right after this. Here on the Eau Claire, well, on the Chippewa Valley Sports Watch, presented by Toyson Ford. Hi, this is Craig Toyson. And at Toyson Ford, whether it's buying a new vehicle or having your current one repaired, we take customer service very seriously. And a big part of that is making sure that we have the same familiar faces each and every time you visit. We take great pride in the longevity of our staff, and it shows in the kindness and the good care we give each of our customers. But don't take our word for it. Read our reviews online and ask anyone with a Toyson sticker on the back of their car. They'll gladly tell you why you'll find a friend at Toyson Ford. And we continue on with the Chippewa Valley Sports Watch presented by Toyson Ford. And a chance for us right now to dive into some soccer. Uh, it is uh, the spring and summer coming up, which in North America is soccer season, outdoor soccer season. And of course, in Eau Claire, that means the return of the uh, Bateau FC soccer squad that'll be out there once again this year they've been around for a few years right now and a chance to catch up with the general manager josh ramp find out a little bit more about the club it's a little bit unique and they're a they're a club that continues to grow and let's start right off with that uh, josh as we bring you on to the program uh what exactly are you guys because you guys are are still fairly new to the area around just the last uh four or five years and people kind of want to know you know this is a soccer team but what kind of soccer team is it it's you're not just a group of guys who get together randomly on tuesday nights and kick the ball around well i mean it's it's funny you put it that way because that's exactly how we started uh back in 2019 uh, we were literally practicing on Tuesday nights, and we were a group of guys from the pickup community that, you know, we felt that we were uh, ready for something a little bit more competitive than what we were getting out of pickup and parks and rec. Uh, it was around that time that two of our uh, original founders, uh, Larry Mboga, who now is uh, the vice president of Union Eau Claire FC, and then uh, Dave Ripplinger, who uh, recently stepped down as the president of Bateau, um, they were approached to create a team and add it to the Wisconsin Primary Amateur Soccer League uh, for the 2019 season. Uh, fast forward a few years, we're now in 2023. We have won three consecutive WPASL titles, and we have added a second team to compete in the United Premier Soccer League, which is uh, a nationwide amateur soccer league. Some people might consider it around the fourth or fifth tier so it is a step higher than the competition we are familiar with in the WPASL uh, but we're really looking forward to it and and uh, as a result we've had to double down on our efforts for recruitment so we've worked hand in hand with uh, the University of Wisconsin Eau Claire and a few other colleges around the state to add in some of their collegiate players for the summer give them a place to play and and hopefully help them develop as well. Again, Josh Ramp, he's the general manager of uh, Bateau, the uh, soccer squad 
in Eau Claire. One of a couple, as you heard him mention a second ago. Uh, I, I want to make sure I mention this, or, or you get a chance to mention it. Looks like you guys have uh, some action coming up on Saturday, April the 23rd. Is that correct? Uh, that is correct. Uh, we are playing, well, it's the 22nd for that Saturday game. Uh, we will be playing at Regis High School against uh, fellow UPSL newcomer Superior City FC. They're actually a brand new club. Um, so we will be playing them in a friendly. And then the very next day, we are playing on April 23rd, also at Regis High School. That will be against the Honduras Majors Milwaukee team. They're traveling up to Eau Claire for that day. Uh, that is the Bill Davy Cup, which is uh, a Region 2 qualifying uh, for the United States Amateur Soccer Association Tournament. Um, it's round one. If we happen to win that game, we would advance to round two and have to travel to Minnesota or South Dakota to face our next opponent. You mentioned Regis, and I know you guys have had some matches at Regis before. Uh, overall, where, where do you guys, what do you consider your home pitch in the Chippewa Valley? Yeah, great question. Um, we have played the majority of our games across the last few years at Bollinger Fields, uh, so many of you will know exactly where that is. Um, we've changed locations around the complex a few times, uh, but currently we find ourselves on the Fenston Field off of Hamilton. I think uh, some people might know it as the former varsity field for UW-Eau Claire. Of course, you mentioned and people saw the the stuff that came out a few months ago. You guys have added that second team, that uh, that step up, if you will. Uh, for people that are looking for kind of an idea of, of what this is, you know, what exactly is this this step up that the organization has taken with this additional team? Um, I mean, for us, it's a uh, it's a way to gauge where we're at after the first few years. Uh, we like I had mentioned, we had won the, the league title the last few years and felt that we were ready to take that step up in competitiveness, um, take a step up as a club overall. So the UPSL division that we're playing in, we're going to find ourselves playing against uh, seven other uh, Minnesota-based clubs, mostly all around the, the uh, Twin Cities area. Uh, we're going to have to travel a lot, and it's going to be uh, just a way to show how far we've come and how far we have yet to go, but we're really looking forward to it. It, it, it's, it, it hardly ever works works out like this, but on paper it could uh, with with the European model where a group of a group of soccer players get together, they play in a in a rec league and then they move up a level, they move up a level, they move up a level. And next thing you know, they're in the pro circuit and they're working up the the the, the pyramid there. Uh, it, it seems at times uh, maybe that's a little bit what you you guys aren't necessarily uh uh, eyeballing an MLS team or one of those uh, second or third uh, tier minor league squads that are out there, but but overall, what what are the goals of the organization? Where, where do you where do you dream? Uh, let's forget about reality. Where where do you dream? You know, uh, I mean, uh, you already said it, but uh, you know, we can only dream to get to that level. Um, so we're taking it year by year. The most important thing for a club of our size in the leagues that we play in is that we remain sustainable. Uh, we don't uh, go beyond our means. We don't expend all of our cash. We don't um, lose the ability to actually feel the team because we can't afford it. Uh, that 
has unfortunately been the plight of so many clubs our size around the entire country. Uh, so we take it uh, we take it slow, but we uh, we um, keep growth in mind. Uh, so hopefully one day we you know we're looking to become a solid, consistent presence in the UPSL. Uh, we have been in talks with a uh, a league called the Midwest Premier League, which is a a very similar division. Uh, there is no division up here uh, for that league. They're both mostly based in Michigan, Illinois, and now in uh, Missouri and Kansas. Looking to maybe um, uh, make a presence up here in the Minnesota and western Wisconsin area, but that might be a couple years off. And then there's also MPSL and USL2, uh, National Premier Soccer League, and then United Soccer League, League 2, um, which with the right, uh, the right approach, the right funding, that could possibly be something we can, uh, we can achieve in the next few years. Yeah, back when I worked in uh, Des Moines, did a little work with the, uh, the Des Moines menace of, uh, of USL, too. So good, good level of, of soccer and a lot of fun uh, there, and it'd be, uh, be great if this thing keeps growing and eventually uh, ends up growing to, to that level. Uh, as, as we continue on here, got, got time for a couple more questions, and I wanted to touch on this, and people have seen there's, a, there's another team. Now, fans of us, you know, sports fans of a certain age in this market can remember 15 years ago when uh, uh, we, we had two beer league football teams <laughs> in the market. Uh, you, you, you had one, and then they broke off into two, and it became almost a uh, – uh, a, a running uh, a running joke. The two sides didn't like each other, and it was kind of fun to, to watch the bickering go on. I don't get the sense that is the case between you and the other uh, team in town. Is that correct? <laughs> that would be correct, Scott. I mean, um, even after uh, they split off from us and, and created their own organization following our uh, league success in 2021, um, we have nothing but love for the, the guys over at Union Eau Claire. We really want them to succeed. Uh, they are working very hard, adding new sponsors, finding new players, and developing their own player pool as well. And, um, you know, I think they're going to be a really uh, tough challenger for uh, us to repeat as we'll pass the champions in 2023. So I really appreciate the fact that they are around and giving us a run for, their, for our money. But, um, yeah, it's all love. We're still friends, and we get along every day. And uh, and before we we go here, uh, there, there's people out there thinking to themselves, oh, yeah, am, "Am I gonna go to a game? I got some time in the summer and whatnot." Uh, maybe maybe they've seen something on television. They've got somebody in their family that's kind of kind of interested. Uh, I, I've always told people, uh, soccer is a sport that, that's very entertaining. It's not my number one sport, but one that is still entertaining to go to. Uh, I very much like the indoor game, but and I know the outdoor people don't necessarily like the indoor game of soccer. Regardless, uh, if somebody's thinking of going to one of your, your games, tell them why they should. You know, why, why should they go see uh, some outdoor soccer live and in person? Well, we, we put on a great product. Uh, as a, a team, we have scored somewhere around 60 goals the last two seasons, so there's always going to be a promise of scoring some goals. Um, I know that's why Americans, they love sports, they love high-scoring sports. Um, that's not necessarily soccer, but you know we've uh, had some very strong teams the last couple of years, so we've been able to put up those, uh, those high scores against opponents. 
Um, outside of that, we are really working on a, a, a whole match day experience with food trucks, um, other things around the environment. So if you're going to go to the soccer game, you might not just be there to watch soccer. You know, there could be a mini coop tournament. There could be, um, you know, other events happening in the vicinity that we are trying to partner with the local community to make it a, a whole experience versus I'm just going to go watch soccer because we both, you know, we all know we're not naive. It's not for everybody. So we want to bring a little bit more into it. And once again, that was that was Josh, the general manager of Bateau FC. You can check out uh, their schedule on the uh, interwebs. Uh, they actually get started this upcoming weekend here in late April. Well, that'll do it for today's edition of the Chippewa Valley Sports Watch presented by Toys and Ford. We've got uh, two, maybe three more episodes, I believe. I think three more episodes. Uh, we've got until the end of uh, this run of uh, the Chippewa Valley Sports Watch. We'll take the summer off. Coming up in some future episodes, I believe we're going to catch up with the Eau Claire Express, maybe even catch up with uh, that new amateur football team in town, the Eau Claire Cowboys. So still much, much to get to before we wind things down at the end of May for this uh, this first season of the Sports Watch. On behalf of everyone who made this podcast possible, I'm Scott Montesano saying there's a great, big, beautiful tomorrow shining at the end of every day. Make sure to take advantage of it. And until next time, so long, everybody.